one and we are live hey everybody this is adam and josh and we're back here with our radio show as a podcast now simultaneous catch we're very excited to be back it's been a handful of years since we've uh done a project like this yeah we so for those of you who don't know uh just to recap when josh and i both went to penn state Baron together we started this sports radio show mostly about football called simultaneous catch it was right after the infamous simultaneous catch ruling on Monday. Was it Monday Night Football? It was. Packers, Seahawks, yep. Russell Wilson to, I believe, Golden Tate, wasn't it? I think it was Golden Tate before he went, because it was M.D. Jennings. Yeah, it was M.D. Jennings. M.D. Jennings. And Golden Tate. Is he even the league um, still anymore? M.D. Jennings, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the back of the end zone catch interception ruling where... Yeah. One ref ruled it touchback, one ruled it touchdown, and the review went simultaneous catch. That led to uh, the replacement refs. It sure did. That was the, the end out of town. The end of the replacement refs. So anyway, that we thought that was clever as simultaneous catch meant uh, possession of the ball at the same time. So Josh and I are both co-hosts. Uh, we both possess the show at the same time. Share the time. We don't have our cool opening, but we'll uh, get that for you guys uh, here quickly. Uh, so we hope you enjoy this episode where I'm, I'm extremely excited to be doing this again. Yeah. Yeah. We've been trying to plan this, the first one for a long time. Uh, we hope that in future ones we have some guests too, call-ins, things yes. like that. So let us know if you're interested in that. But like I said, this is the first episode, so it might be a little bit rough, but get the ball rolling somehow. Yeah. Ball's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Ball's got to go somewhere. Uh, so those of you who don't know, I am a huge Bills fan. I am probably the biggest Bills fan you'll ever meet. Uh, so that's my fandom. <laughs> uh, mine, Josh is a little more interested. Mine, uh, it's, not, it's, it's more complicated. <laughs> I, I think it's endearing that you've been a Bills fan for such a long time. <laughs> the photo of you and your pops and uh, your yeah, 90s yeah. Bill garb. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was raised uh, a Miami Dolphins fan. My dad's a huge fan. Um, and so I never really actually liked football until I was about... 14 my freshman year of high school uh it would be on and i'd be like what the heck is this uh this is <laughs> i do remember the greg camarillo catch to against baltimore that uh greg camarillo that I made that made the miami dolphins not go winless that was the one that was the year they went one oh in 15. yeah one in 15 i remember watching that that game in overtime and being so like, yay. Did Culpepper, the quarterback that year? No. No? <laughs> Didn't he, wasn't he playing for Miami? Yeah, at one time. He uh, was. I can't remember. Or was that uh, Dan Orlovsky? I have no idea. Like Maybe I said before, the Dante Culpepper was uh, ultimately what screwed the Drew Brees thing. So oh, that's true. What could have no. been? What could have been? You ever read, have you ever read Drew Brees' book? I actually have it in my room. It's a great... Have it you is. read it? I, I I'm reading it right now. How close he was to going Miami. And that was Nick Saban, too. Yeah. Anyway, sorry could to have been a, Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> could have been a huge thing. Who knows? I feel like that's an... We should, we should talk about the Saban uh, college versus NFL thing someday. Yeah, we should. We'll put that on the books. Um, so, regardless, getting back to where we were in this conversation. Uh, so, I'm a... Dolphins fan in my heart because of my pops, but uh, the year I truly started watching football was the year that Aaron Rodgers took over for Favre. It was the year they went six and ten with Rodgers, but I remember watching him play, and I was like, "Wow, this dude is awesome!" And I uh, 
really paid attention for the next year, which is the year they went to the wild card against Arizona, and they had that giant shootout with Kurt Warner. <sighs> what a game. I remember watching that game. That was, uh, and it's, I feel like... To end on the defensive play, too. Uh, no Carlos Dansby, man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, now I'm a huge Packers fan, uh, and I, I don't feel bad about saying that, because I feel like it's not like a truly a bandwagon thing, because no. they have Aaron Rodgers, and they have success, but it's not like they've consistently... Are always all. like Super Bowl. If I was and like, you, I'm a Pats fan because they always win, I'd well, be like, well, that's kind of a jerk thing. <laughs> but I mean, you said you took, you liked them the first year that they went Aaron six and ten. Me. So I mean, like, yeah. really, it's Aaron Rodgers that made me a Packers fan. But you've been a Packer. I was gonna say you've been a Packers fan for so long. It's not like I. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but did we talk about the fact that I didn't really like football growing up either? We have talked about. I was gonna say because I definitely I hated it too, and I started to pretend to like it for my cousins who and okay. uncles. And they would talk about it at holidays all the time. And I don't know if they ever know this, so if you guys are listening, this is actually how it happens. Uh, Look at what you started. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, but I started to like it just so I could talk to them about the stuff. Like, I would start to pay attention, and then I just fell in love with it. But I always kind of paid attention to the Bills, just because my dad was a Bills fan growing up, and now he doesn't really like it. Which me. is hilarious. <laughs> I love that about you. Like, when you guys get together, he's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I think that's so funny that we... Both are like, we didn't really care, and yet now, like, there are very few things that we get as excited about as when somebody brings up football. Like, That's true. whatever's That's going true. on in our day, like, we could be having the worst day, and somebody be like, football, and we're like, what? what? Let's talk about it. <laughs> I think that's so fun, and I think I that's really that. that's really neat. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's actually a good segue into this segment that we want to uh, go into. Absolutely. This is going to be talking about last year uh but this is something i think we want to continue to do throughout the year yeah it's a bigger than football moment um something that i think we really love about the sport that Mm -hmm. to the common fan or maybe people who don't like football they think it's this game where people are just running around hitting one another dumb people play the game kind of like that kind of stereotype but there there's so much that goes on in the world of football and and, and in sports entirely Mm -hmm. not just football but uh, there are, are, are emotional moments. There are moments that are just so, so beautiful. This, so, this is definitely something that's very important to Josh and I, for those of you that don't know. Because as much as we love the sport, just the sport, it really is. There are so many stories that come out when, you know, there's the, they have ESPN 30 for 30s on it. And they have yeah. their, uh, what is it, Sports Center specials on the weekends, you know, uh, what is it, Sports Center SE featured. They do a lot of those. Um, but so this is a segment we want to do called Bigger Than Football, where every week we talk. Is it going to be every week? I don't know, but it'll be it every might week, be every week. We don't but, know. Uh, this might not be a story, but we're we're gonna a reoccurring segment where we bring up something that you know was more not more, more important, bigger than, bigger than, than the just sport the itself. game. Yeah, I think this is really fitting for us because mm-hmm. we are overly emotional people. Yeah, it's true. So <laughs> I think uh, it's 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 fun. So um, I'm gonna go first. Because I know yours is is very personal to you, mm-hmm. where I think mine is just very very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So the moment from last year that I thought I stepped back, I was like, "Wow, this is this is intense. This is really really nice." Is um, the Forty ers game where Marquise Goodwin caught his touchdown, and I was right after his his son had had passed away, and he just broke down in in the end zone. Uh, I'm getting emotional talking about it. It's, crazy uh, it's just about. like I, it was his only catch, a really long bomb touchdown, and just to think about, just the 
how difficult it would be even to suit up and play for that game going through something like that. I mean, obviously, it's not something that either you and I have experienced where having a child or or going through something like that, but mm-hmm. to, to suit up, to go to work, I mean, kudos to him, kudos to players who go through things like that right. uh, to be there for your team. I think that... Sometimes it's their outlet. You know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But uh, I just think about him, like he gets... Almost in not a fetal position, but he like just he crouches. He kind of fell to his knees. Fell to his bit, knees, yeah. kind of like puts his head down on the ground. I I can't imagine what he's saying, but then he holds the ball up for his son. I think that's ah, uh, that's beautiful. I'm pretty sure it was his first, their first win that year too. Was it? Uh, it may have been. I'm not it, sure. I I can't really remember, but uh, I, I it was from C.J. Beathard. It wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy either. hadn't started, so. But that still that that whole thing I, I can remember it too. It's just. And I've always loved Marquise Goodwin when we drafted him out of Texas in the fourth round. Um, actually, it was a pick that we that the Bills had gotten from Marshawn Lynch, sending him to huh. the Seahawks. But uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't. I, I still can't believe that. I can't imagine being in the situation where you even put in that position to have to make that choice, you know? Yeah. And I, a lot of people will watch it and be like, oh, he's... You know, that's something important in your life. Why are you worried about a football game? But that's why the game is so much bigger at times than, than the game itself, which is what the segment's about. Right. And like you said, I mean, like, it's an outlet. And, I mean, obviously, he has his wife and his family, who I'm sure really helped him a lot. Right. Uh, but yeah. those other, his teammates, they're his family, too. Absolutely. You know, like, his team, his teammates gathered around him. They they were there. That's great. That's true because they all really got huddled around him, and I think everybody mentioned it in the press conference. I'm sure. I'm sure that. Like, I mean, like that's just a beautiful thing. I can't. I, I literally can't imagine it. I can't imagine. So that's that's my bigger than football moment for last year. That's that, a good uh, one. That really stands out as a moment where I was like, wow. It's a great one, and there are a lot of them too. Um, and so mine's. I don't know if mine's mine's emotional for a different way. But, but it's uh, awesome. I love it. So, so, so I mean, it's it's kind of obvious, but it goes into, like, more detail as well. But, so, obviously, I'm the biggest Bills fan ever in anybody's life. I really hope a lot <laughs> of people listen to this show and they're going to, like, refute you. I they're hope be so. Like, Get no, look at, like, they're going to have houses or, like, painted the colors. and My room, my mom painted the huge, like, my room is the colors and everything. But regardless, which is funny because my room is dolphins colors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so my moment, the bigger than football, is tied to the Bills breaking their drought. Uh, so for casual fans of football, if you don't know this, this is actually I don't know how you wouldn't know this, but regardless, <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Bills, one of the one of their more prominent uh, storylines of the Bills other than losing four Super Bowls in four years but also I like to call it winning four AFC championships in four years which will never be done again anyway um, the Bills had the longest playoff active playoff playoff drought um, in all major sports it was 17 17 seasons 18 years and uh, last year they broke it under Sean McDermott went 9-7 but in order to get it, just the story, not only not not only it's just such a Bills thing, to like have to have so much happen for you, and it's such an, a me thing. I think it really that's why I connected with it so much. But I remember it was on New Year's Eve. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting in my apartment in Pittsburgh with my roommate Drew at the time, 
Uh, we're watching it together, and, and the Bills won. They sealed it, and they needed the the Bengals to beat the Ravens. And the Ravens, all they needed to do was win, and they got in the playoffs. Yep. And so uh, the Bengals were ahead for a while, and then late in the game, Joe Flacco threw a touchdown pass. I, I can't even remember who it was to because I was just so upset. I was like, man, <laughs> this, this is going to happen to me again <laughs> and again. Um, and then Andy Dalton goes on a drive, and – People don't realize Andy Dalton threw a pick in that drive, and it was called back due to pass interference. Oh, I don't remember that. Three plays before the play that happened, Andy Dalton stepped on the pocket and got hit and threw a pick, and they called pass interference on the defender who picked him off, and it was called back. So this literally could not have been any more like <laughs> waves of emotions for me. And then on 4th and 12, Andy Dalton stepped up in the pocket and found Tyler Boyd out of pit. Also, that's enough. There's just so many layers to this. Tyler Boyd out of pit. For the touchdown, it was forty nine yard touchdown, and I and I freaked. I think I threw I threw stuff everywhere in that apartment. I wish they were filming that moment because this isn't the moment that they filmed. But like Drew and I lost our minds. Yeah. Um. But then the moment that really hit me was the Ravens got the ball back with it was less than a minute left, and they got a fourth down. And I remember Drew was filming it, and uh, I was watching, and, and he was like, they won, right? And I was like, no, they could still pick this up, and it's, it could go wrong somehow. I'm a Bills fan. And I, he, and I remember it was it was incomplete, and I fell on my knees, and I just started crying. It was crazy. See, I'm getting emotional too. Yeah. But like, and he was filming it. You can look at it. It's on Facebook if you're following, if you're following me on Facebook. But uh, he goes, Adam, are the Bills making the playoffs? And I couldn't even say the words. I was like, the Bills are going to the playoffs. And the next two phone calls on my phone were my buddy Charlie, who was in Florida at the time, and then my uh, 80-year-old grandmother, who always, she always called, my nana always calls me after the Bills games and goes, the Bills won, or, oh, they lost, are they doing okay? It's She's so cute. She's so sweet. But she was like, Adam, the Bills are going to the playoffs. And I, it was incredible. I met an old couple that was at the bar that Drew and I went to that night that were from Buffalo. They were in Pittsburgh, and they were like, we're going, man. Yes. It was, it was just so cool. But... I, I took way too long on that story, but, no, that's... but the the deeper than the bigger than football moment in this is that um, after they went, uh, the way the Bills fan base and in the city of Buffalo showed Andy Dalton and the Bengals that the their appreciation and their love for them sending us to the playoffs was they all sent donations in seventeen dollar seventeen dollar increments for the seventeen year uh, playoff drought. Um, to Andy Dalton's foundation, yeah, and he ended up. Ra- we ended up raising over, I think it was one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. That's amazing for their charity. And then after Andy was like, "Thank you so much," and Matt was kind of capped, and up until the week of the playoff game against Jacksonville, uh, then they started donating to um, Tyler Boyd's charity as well, the one who caught the touchdown pass. It's just incredible to me. And then when they came. They had a preseason game a couple weeks ago um, in Buffalo. Andy Dalton came up, and I think he was the only player in the stadium that got a standing ovation when his name was announced. It was incredible. Nice. Just you know, like a team that we play almost every year. You know, I don't think I don't think we play them this year, but we we've played the Bengals consistently almost every year. Yeah, and to, for a, a city and a te- fan base to have such an admiration for another team like that is crazy. Yeah, and and way bigger for me too because I used to hate Andy Dalton. <laughs> I couldn't stand. I I would run on him so much for not winning a playoff game and like winning the division or getting a wild card spot and not playing and everything. I love Andy Dalton. I'm a huge Andy Dalton fan. Now. I, I, I almost bought his jersey. Red rifle. That, that, I, ran, I almost bought his jersey that day, but 
that that's just one of those crazy moments where it was bigger than football for me personally. Yeah, I want to I want to touch on that. You I know, think it's it's bigger for football for you because I think one of the wonderful things about sports is your its ability to distract people. Absolutely. I think that's I mean like I think at the core that's really why it's in a good there. way, not a, like in a bad yeah, distraction. No, in a, in a good way. Hopefully, I mean, like people can always an escape, an escape more than a distraction. Right. So I mean, like I think about where you were, like yeah. during that time mm-hmm. in, in your life, things you were dealing with. So I mean, like just for for something so wonderful to have, and something you've been wanting for so so many years. Yeah. Like yeah, like I mean, like I think, just on the you level, I think that's that's bigger than football. Right. I mean, it just brought you such such good feelings, and I, I think that's awesome. I'll tell that story to to my kids. Yes. Like, I will, even if they don't like football, that'll be a story. It's just, I will never forget how I felt in that moment. I don't think I've ever felt as happy as I ever did in that one pure Yes. And you're right, I was going through so much with, you know, personal relationships, and I was near the end of my time in college, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just everything was kind of being thrown at me, and and there's just one moment that I can hold on to forever. Yes. And and then you add on top of it, it's a bigger than football with the charities. And, right. And the money, so, you know, people, my... think, people think that bills are just, let's jump on tables. And... Right. So, like, that's, <laughs> I wanted to say about that because I, that's, it completely changed my perspective of the fan base at that point, too. I mean, obviously, I was trying my best to support you and whatnot for right. being rival teams. But uh, I, I loved that. I loved the, the charity, the mm-hmm. the good hearted feelings going into that, and I will always remember though, following week versus Jacksonville, <laughs> I see the video that I sent you that you had no response to uh, after they lost the game, but how they're doing this table thing. <laughs> why I don't honestly know why that became a thing. I don't know how it became a thing either. But I just think this this one Vine or whatever it is Snapchat story thing. That I just made myself sound very anti-social media, which is a fact. I'm not very good at it. Uh, but this guy picking up, who I assume is his date, his girlfriend, something, and goes to throw on the table, and she completely misses the table. So he just completely, like, body throws her on the ground. And my comment to you online was, at least you don't feel as bad as this girl. <laughs> so I went from like, oh, Buffalo fans, you're so wonderful to Buffalo fans. Why are you doing this? And that's why... I the Bills are the perfect team for me because I, that he just described me in a sentence. That's so true. I could be so wild and crazy and stupid, jumping on tables that are on fire. And there's a, literally a guy every week at every Bills home game that they take bottles of ketchup and mustard and they cover him with ketchup and mustard and then he eats a hot. It's they're crazy. I don't like they're insane, but then they're also like just such genuinely good-hearted people. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's just, yeah. I so. want to just say this real quick. I uh, Last week, which is the reason we've had so much going on that yeah. pro- postponed us recording the show. But I think that's a beautiful thing about, about sports, when it's done in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out in Seattle with my pops mm-hmm. last week, and we went to the last preseason game oh, yeah, for Seahawks Seattle. Uh, Seahawks versus Raiders. And I had... So in, in three rows, it was this old couple, an old woman, an old man, me and my dad, and then a Raiders fan. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the Raiders fan is being like, go Raiders. And, like, this <laughs> old woman would turn around and say, go Hawks. <laughs> and, like, he was so respectful to her. Like, yeah. he'd lean down and give her uh, a knuckle punch. 
And it was just so, like, I love when fans, even of, like, teams that you're playing, aren't aren't going at they it. They bond I think that's together, so fun. yeah. Yeah. Because it can get crazy. And I mean, I remember Hot Dog Guy. People not, well, not like They weren't even mean. They, were they weren't mean, fun. but I just remember, like, boo, <laughs> when we go to our games. All of them just, so. Uh, the, just so you guys know, Josh and I have tried to go to a, the Bills-Dolphins game in Buffalo, you know, yeah, as often as we can. I think yeah. we've gone three times. Yes. So it's three times in the last four years we didn't get to go last year. We almost went, but the blizzard hit, and we couldn't go. Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> the last time we went was an incredible game. It was uh, on Christmas Bill- Eve. Christmas Eve, Bills-Dolphins. Dolphins beat the Bills in overtime on a 50 50- Something yard field goal. I don't think it was that far. That is what got us. That was what got you. But they on a field goal. No, because that's right. JHI had two hundred yards, and it was the big. We had ten people on the field, and now uh, don't even get me started. But anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that. It was a great game, but we had a guy that was heckling Josh the whole time, and he was in a hot dog costume. And then in overtime, we found him on the jumbotron. Yeah, later, he like and he was down like the front row. And he was like in a bacon costume later. It was hysterical. Uh, but we could talk about that forever. But that's are bigger than football stories that kind of devolves into other things, but that'll be a segment that's reoccurring. Um, but yeah, that's cool. All right, I think uh, now I want to talk about something that you and I had a conversation this uh, this past summer about uh, because it were just... I don't know if the NBA Finals were still going on. It or was after. Ended. We, this conversation we had, I believe, was after the Boogie Cousins signing to the Warriors. Oh, okay, it? yeah, because we were That's talking about how they're just the rich get richer and whatnot. <laughs> so obviously, uh, if you're just a football fan and don't pay attention to the NBA, although this is pretty much just everyone in the world probably knows, right. once again, uh, the NBA Finals put uh, the Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Four times in a row. Four times in a row. And uh, you brought up just a really good point that I would like you to uh, to talk about here. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who are, this is still a football podcast, but we're connecting this to the NFL, and we think that it's important. Also, we're, Josh and I are big basketball fans, too. But uh, for those of you who don't know, the Warriors are just such a stacked team. I mean, I've never seen a team that was more stacked when, you know, they were great with Clay and Steph, and then Kevin Durant went there, and I could go on a rant on that about how much I hate that. But regardless... I, dig- I digress. Um, <laughs> but then DeMarcus Cousins signed with them, and now they have, for the first time in NBA history, five All-Stars starting uh. on their lineup. It's insane. But I said this is the reason why the NFL... I don't know I don't know if I said will always be, but this is why it has consistently been way more popular than the NBA, and it's simply because I don't think I could name more than three, maybe four teams in the NBA right now that have le- that I could legitimately make an argument to win the title, but I could make a legitimate argument for about twelve NFL teams right now to to make the title and win it. And I actually made. I'm gonna pull out my I was list. Say now. your tweets because uh, I actually tweeted about actually this. Tweeted like if people agree with me, the, some people that don't always agree with me agree with me on this one. You know <laughs> who you are. Um, but like this is honestly true. I said Packers, uh, and if you need an explanation, two words: Aaron Rodgers. And I literally said, it, it's never only two words, and you should all know that by now, but these are the only two words that you should really need. Uh, and then I said, unlike LeBron and the Cavs, Aaron actually has a few decent pieces around him. Adding Jimmy and Mercedes Lewis is huge. They still have uh, Clay. Uh, shoot, what's his, what's his? Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews, Sorry. yeah. Uh, they have a great young secondary and unknown but talented youth at the running back spot with Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, they got a new rookie, too. Montgomery's coming back, so they got a lot of juice. 
Patriots, duh. Steelers, duh. That's literally my explanation for it. Because you, know, <laughs> I, I have the Jags on here. I'm not super high on the Jags. I'm really not. I think they're going to take a huge step back. All right. But there is an argument to be made. I mean, they almost beat the Pats in the title game last year, and they got better in the offseason, adding line depth on both sides of the ball. True. Which, you know, which were already pretty stacked. Exactly. Um, the Falcons, although, I mean, I guess we could. We're going to talk about that. We'll later, talk about maybe. that a little bit. On but here. I said Matty Ice already had one of the best groups to throw the ball to, and then you add Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, and then I said, oh, and their pass rush is, was top 10 in the league last year. Good luck times two. Um, and then I have the Eagles. Carson Wentz comes back to the defending champs, uh, which is wild. You win the title with your backup quarterback, and then you get your MVP quarterback back. It's pretty amazing. You know, uh, Saints, Drew plus Alvin Kamara plus uh, Michael Thomas equals scoring is a breeze. <laughs> that was funny. I, can't, I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> I said there's also a ton of talent on defense now on that team. Yes. I love the I Saints think it's team. a very – I feel like people aren't really talking that much about the Saints defense. They're I not, really but I'm it's, high on it. Yeah. Uh, and then I have the Panthers. And then I have an all-caps cam with like 12 A's and 13 M's. Of course. Uh, and then I also put DJ Moore as an underrated draft pick. He was their first-round receiver. I think that he can really come on this all year. Right. Uh, the Vikings, I said the best defense added the top free agent quarterback – that has uh, that everyone has underrated because he had terrible pieces around him on offense in Washington, and then I said watch Diggs and Thielen catch a ton of passes from Kirk this whole season, uh, and Dalvin Cook's coming back too. Yeah. So they were, you know, a, a game away from the title game, and then they, you know, whether whatever you think of Kirk Cousins or not, he was the best free agent quarterback on the market, and they got oh, him by far. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then I have the Giants, which maybe not a lot of people think so, but I can. The difference about this, the NBA NFL thing, is I can make legitimate arguments for these sure. teams. Yeah, I can't make a legitimate argument for you for the Phoenix Suns to win the title. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, but the Giants, they said, are you removed from having a top five defense? They get back OBJ, Sterling Shepard, and then they possibly got the best player in the draft in Saquon Barkley. That's a scary offense. It is. I'm afraid of that. They um, added line help too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, Cowboys, and I said, don't laugh, y'all. <laughs> I said they have the best offensive line in the league. I still believe that. They have young... That's interesting. Can we put a pin in that? We can put a pin in that and talk about it. I said they have good young pass rushers. They really do. Yes. David Irving, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Yep. Uh, Jalen... Uh, was it... Is it... What's his... Is it... It's not Jalen Smith, is it? Who's the linebacker? Yes. Yeah. I think it's Jalen Smith. Uh, they have Dak Prescott who some have argued are better than Carson, and I used to. And after last year, it's a tougher argument to make. It really okay. is. But Carson has a lot of weapons around him that Dak really hasn't had. Interesting. But uh, um, they, I really think they have all the twos, tools, and I think Zeke Elliott's about to have a crazy season. I would love Very that. Very high on him. Uh, and then I have the Texans. I said, you give me J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney, Tyron Matthew, Deshaun Watson, and DeAndre Hopkins, and I promise that I could coach that team to the title. And then I have putting a little pressure on our yeah, former PSE. There's a lot of pressure on them. But and then I said uh, the Rams, the number one offense in the NFL last season, adds Brandon Cooks, and they add Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib to the already stout defense. Let that sink in. And we're not both as high on the Rams as some people are, but honorable mentions for the Lions. I'm big on the Lions. The yeah, Chargers, gross. the Chargers. Yeah, and I said I there like isn't a. a lot. Si- this is a good point that I wanted that I want you to see if you agree with this. I say. Okay. There isn't a single spot on this team that you could point to and tell me it's why they couldn't win at all. They're only honorable mentions because they're the Chargers and they always seem to find a way to mess it up. <laughs> and that's okay. and, and they're like that's funny, 
But uh, it's, no, it's true. So, it's there's, so true. There's nowhere on that depth chart that you could point me and say, that's the weakness that's going to undo them. That's their Achilles heel because I don't think they have one. Yeah. I think, I mean. Sorry, I talked a lot. No, that's <laughs> okay. I mean, like, this was something that I wanted to for you to present what yeah. you would. This is something, this was a tweet that you started. That's yeah. What sparked and it started our a big conversation about it, too. Um, as big as it could be on Twitter with me. <laughs> I guess uh, we'll delve into just the Chargers thing, and yeah. then we can talk about any other things that you yeah. want to uh, talk about real fast. But, I mean, I think, really, because that was, that was done before the Hunter Henry Yeah, injury. it was. And so, they I mean, signed I, Antonio Gates they, again. And, like, you know, obviously, Philip and uh, Antonio have a great, great connection. Right. So, I mean, I don't think uh, that's going to be as awful. But, I mean, if anything... He may not have crazy catches, but in the red zone, he's going to... You know what I mean? Sure. And I mean, but I think you're you're so right. I think, I mean, I, I think the Chargers steam's picked up a little bit going more uh, into the, yeah, into the, into the year and Without whatnot. Without a doubt. Melvin Gordon's looked really good. Um, But yeah, I mean, like they, they got Pouncey from the Dolphins, right. Forrest Lamp, who didn't play last year, is coming right. back. <laughs> La- uh, two years ago in the draft, he was touted as one of the best guards. Um, So. And they already almost did it last year. Right, so I mean, if if they hadn't had that start that they did, they who knows see. what what would have been happening? Yeah. So yeah, I I agree with you on I'm I'm all about the Chargers. And that's I love the it. and that's the bigger point that I I hope that the league didn't get buried so much in this is that you know we tra- we're talking about how the the NFL is just has been consistently more popular, more fun to watch for fans because there are so many teams that legitimately I could give you factual arguments that could win this year and I couldn't give you that for the NBA I mean okay we're talking about the NBA the Warriors duh yep. uh, probably the, the the Rockets who almost beat them and they lost CP3 you know what yep. I mean yep, yep. Um, the Celtics who are stacked and maybe the 76ers maybe see I think it's so I don't want to get into the no, NBA but I think it's so in. interesting that you don't include the Lakers now I, I am big on the Lakers, and I really think the Lakers are going to be better than people think they are because the people are like, oh, it's a couple years, and then they'll be there. I think okay. they're better than right now than people think they are, but I I, I wouldn't be... I, I'm more confident in them to be able to beat the Warriors team last year than the Cavs team was. Okay, am, sure. But uh, the West is just so tough. Yeah, but we'll get into that conversation <laughs> but, on, our, on our next podcast called uh, Nothing But Nothing but Nets. I'm just kidding, that's not a thing. <laughs> We're just going to stick with one. We'll see how this goes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's truly the any given Sunday. Right. And it's such an exciting thing right. for fans to be like, this could be our week. Right. I Unless mean, you're like, a Browns fan. But uh, <laughs> they'll be improved. They're not making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Sorry to some of my friends who think that. They will be much better. They yeah. will win more than a game. But it's true. The, the, the immediacy, the literally any Sunday, something could happen and... David could beat Goliath. Right. You know, so that, right. that I think that's a, that was a, a good segment. So uh, now we're going to get into our, our uh, a segment <laughs> called Cold Reads. Uh, you you want to explain? For, for those of you who don't know us, uh, we both very much enjoy acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason Adam left uh, Penn State Baron to uh, head down to Pittsburgh because he went to study at Point Park University to get mm-hmm. his, his BFA in acting yes Peter? acting acting okay yeah. um so yeah we uh cold reads is when you are just given 
a slide or a script and they're like, just read this. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is going to be questions that we ask one another that are completely, we haven't talked about these questions. Haven't prepped anything. Haven't prepped anything. So it's going to be just the off at the top of our head. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a cold read. So yeah. do you want me to ask you a question first? or you, uh, you... Yeah, I'm going to ask you first because I, okay. I have two good questions. Okay, so just so we're all aware, uh, for this episode, we're going to do things exclusively about our perspective teams. It won't always be. It that. won't always be that way. But uh, for now, Adam will ask me a question about Miami and Green Bay, and I'll ask him two Buffalo questions. So my question about Miami is kind of obvious, okay. but I, I, I don't really know what your thoughts are because I have thoughts on this too. But uh, I mean, I guess my one question, the question is, do you believe that Ryan Tannehill is the guy? And if you don't, what do you need to see from Ryan Tannehill in this season to make you believe that? Great question. Um, I will say right now, no. Okay. I don't think he's the guy, mm -hmm. which is uh, not a fun thing to say no. as a fan. <laughs> as a now, see, the thing is, I I say that with, say, with thinking that I don't think he's the guy right now. Okay. I... I'm very curious to see what happens this year. This yeah. is this is it for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, yeah. I think he really started picking up some pace and and some some good uh, momentum. Yeah. Later in the season, before he got injured two that, years ago, 2016. Right. Uh, with Gase. Now I need to see what those two can do together with with the pieces they have. Mm -hmm. So you said, like, what do I need to see yeah. from him? So you I don't need... think he's a guy now. What 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 do you re realistically need to see from him this year to be like, okay, that's our guy. I mean, he's 29, 30. I think he's in his 30s now. Yeah. Um, I do. So what I need to see, and uh, from everything that I've been hearing, reading from, from this offseason, I think he's taking the right steps. When he first came in, Ryan Tannehill was never a vocal guy. No. He was never taking charge. I think that's huge to be quote unquote the guy. Like you need yeah. to do that. You need to be a leader of your team. So when you're the quarterback. He's been he's been doing that this offseason. I remember reading a story about how in practice, um, now I'm gonna mess up the story, that's but right. something happened where I think a receiver ran a wrong route or either they were coming out to the huddle and Ryan was like he messed up. The oh, player yeah, messed right. up, so he was yeah. like, Get out. He was like, Go. You're Get not on this play right yeah. now. And I so I mean like First, that sounds like, whoa, what a jerk. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's that's just something you wouldn't have seen three years ago, five right. years ago, especially really early on. So right. seeing something like that, and I want to see it translate to a game that matters. Yeah, and I know I know how you feel about the preseason. <laughs> right, but, but I'm he, not a believer. He's looked, he's looked sharp. He really has. He's he has. He's completed a lot of passes, and he's been moving around his leg. Which What's is it? good. His legs looked great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> his leg looked really great. <laughs> that, that calf muscle. <laughs> Oh, the man. thing, the other thing I want to see, and I don't think being the guy translates to wins losses necessarily. Okay. I okay. think I think that'll okay. be how it's judged. I think that'll be whether or not he stays. It's a team sport. It's a team sport, but team, the team I, is very. I, I think a lot of question this. Marks. It kind of goes with win losses, I guess. But I need to yeah. see him perform in clutch moments. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? I guess it if does. you perform well in clutch moments, you're probably going to be. Winning, I mean, yeah, likely, but there's but... A there's Aaron Rodgers who, in almost every playoff game recently that he's lost, he's led the clutch drive, Great and point. they've lost the game. Great point. So I mean, that's a you're I mean you're right. I guess theoretically in clutch moments that would be a win, but 
Doesn't always go that way. Doesn't always, but that's that's what I want to see. Okay. So I want to be able okay. to see the ability to so it's step not a, up. It's not so much a stats thing. It's more just kind of a feel when you. Yeah, like I need like to people. see like that the team believes in you and you're able to take them where as a quarterback you should. Okay. I mean there is obviously a level of quarterbacks like obviously Aaron Rodgers, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, are like Drew Brees, like the top guys. Mm-hmm. But like there are moments and like being a Packers fan, obviously like. I think about like all of those great moments you talked yeah. about, but like the guys come out and they're like, "We believe that you're gonna we're gonna get us. it, we're yeah. gonna get it done," and yeah. I I need the Dolphins to believe that in him. That yeah. to me is what makes you the guy. All right, all right, that's good. That's a good segue into the Packers question. Uh, so obviously, Aaron Rodgers is back. There's a lot of guys that are back that are really healthy, um, and this is kind of a twofold question. Is there's a specific question where? I want to know who you think the best receiver is okay. for the Packers because they have a lot of options. Uh, but I also want to know what your – I want you to give me a ceiling for the Packers and a floor for the Packers. Ooh, okay. So what they're what you think that they, if they are clicking on all cylinders and yeah. they play their best the whole year, what's the record that is their ceiling? Okay. But if they kind of stumble and mess up and screw up, uh, take injuries out of it. I don't I, I, – because obviously if – a Rod gets injured again. All bets are off. Okay, but so taking injuries out of it, if they're just not playing, you know, what's the the, the ceiling for them and the floor for them? Okay, I'll, I'll answer that one first. Okay. I think their their ceiling. I would say uh, I'm trying not to be like super fan. Sixteen and zero. <laughs> gonna undefeat it for the next two years. I literally did my season predictions last last night. I like went through them and tweeted everything, and they didn't lose until like week fourteen. I really believe that they're gonna wow. like. Rolls. Okay. Well, <laughs> then that means that your ceiling's higher than mine. My my ceiling for the Packers is thirteen and three. Okay, that's. A, I mean, that's. I think that's what I have them as. Honestly, thirteen. So you have them losing the last three weeks of the season. I, I, well, a la New Orleans, two thousand what, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Okay. They, they went thirteen and zero, and they lost their last three, and then they won the Super Bowl. I have okay. the Packers winning the Super Bowl this year. Oh, so okay. Well, I appreciate that. I do. Cool. Well, I would very much enjoy that. <laughs> uh, I have their four. Okay, so ruling ruling out like an A Rod injury. I would still say, I mean, this is this is weird territory for the Packers to be in. This is probably a lot, probably the greatest amount of uncertainty that fans, yeah, the the organization's had in a long time. I don't know. You really, they look kind of stacked. In a lot of ways, you they know, do, but it's unproven talent. It's so true. I would say, true. I I believe Aaron Rodgers, his talent, gets them to at least nine and seven. Okay, that's so, good. That's solid. That's solid. Um, that's a good question. So the other part, uh, answering just to keep moving. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say the obvious. Like I mean, I think Devonte Adams, Adams is amazing. Okay. Uh, I definitely have turned around on him. I remember his second year. Hey, you really like him. Then. I was. I mean, like <laughs> I think all Packers fans probably agree. Like I was just so. Upset with the consistency of his hands, which I mean, right. I think he's obviously putting he's a lot of work. Lot. Um, but that back shoulder fade from Rogers to Devonte is lethal. <laughs> um, so I think an interesting, I mean, argument could be made for Jimmy Graham, but I don't even want to include him because he's a tight end. But I think he's going to be used a lot as a that was wide one receiver. of the things where I thought you might mention. <laughs> um, I think the signing of Mercedes Lewis is one of the underrated, most underrated things that they've yeah. done because that will allow a tight end to stay in to block who he's he's amazing at that and that lets them move Jimmy who isn't even really known for his blocking yeah. he lets him do things all over the field and I'm really excited to see what happens um, so I'll, I'll talk about the the rookie that I'm most excited about and it's it's been all over the place the offseason but I love and we talked about it before the offseason or before the draft and I, I mm-hmm. loved 
I'm not even going to try to say his first name because I'm going to mess it up, but uh, wide receiver St. Brown out of Notre Dame. Oh, Equinaminous. I... <laughs> Something I know like that because he's like six foot five, and I always dra- I draft it. I take him in a lot of the in our mock draft things. things oh, yes, he's because he's like six foot five, and I'm like, ooh, red zone. Yeah, <laughs> I think he has so much talent that is. I think I was amazed that he fell as far as he did in the yeah, draft. Just raw ability. Yeah, but I mean, like even I think Notre Dame kind of held him back because of their when yeah. Kaiser was there. They had a great connection, uh, and I think without Brian, the quarter play, Brian Wimbush is the quarterback now. Okay, well, think, regardless, that whole team year. didn't really click on all cylinders, so yeah. I think that really kind of capped that. So I'm really excited. Uh, I mean, obviously, rookies are going to make an impact this year, one way or another, on, on yeah, the absolutely. Packers team. So I'm excited, and I hope that if not this year, I think Packers receivers have a way of year two kind of becoming something. Absolutely. I, I expect yeah. to see St. Brown being one of those guys. Yeah. Cool. Good answer. So my, my cold read number one question for okay. the Buffalo Bills um, is what uh, what's going on with uh, Shady McCoy? And is the legal aspects, is that going to affect the play this year? Okay. I didn't think you were going to ask me that. Uh, that's a tough question, but this, this is a really hard, kind of awkward situation, but... Obviously, you want to see a guy as innocent until proven guilty yeah. with the due process. Um, but after everything I've seen, I really believe that Shady McCoy is just innocent. Okay, I think that he got in a really bad situation um, with an ex, and he wasn't even at, he hasn't been to the house that he has. I believe it was in Florida. I'm not entire. I don't know exactly where it was. To be honest, um, I don't want to say things that aren't factual. Sure, um, but. The story was changed three or four different times from two different people, the friend and the girlfriend in question. Uh, Shady wasn't even there. He was in Buffalo working out, doing stuff with the team. Uh-huh. So I, I I, really believe that Shady wasn't involved at all. And I think that the team has, has separated that from the team. And I really believe that Shady's going to have a big year. I honestly do because – Biggest thing, as much as I loved the team last year and I loved the co- most of the coaching staff, I couldn't stand Rick Dennison. I in, in, in a funny way and in a not funny way. I I can't tell you I have Game Pass and I have rewatched so many Bills games throughout last year um, and not so many this year. Not the season's over, but especially watching that wild card game, I must have seen it like seven times. The condensed version, not the full version. It's only like thirty minutes. It just shows you the plays themselves. <laughs> um, but. Just so many bad play calls and play designs where guys couldn't get open because he was just the route combinations were running into each other, or he would be, you know, he'd be throwing it on a down where it's like, no, you're on the goal line, hand it off to somebody, and then yeah. it'd be like Mike Tolbert. Third, yeah, d- yeah. That, the next <laughs> one would be third and eight, and he'd be giving it to Mike Tolbert on a draw play. If you're gonna run a draw play on third and eight, why doesn't it go to Shady McCoy? Because Mike Tolbert. Exa- or why doesn't Tyrod Taylor run the draw play? Like because Mike Tolbert. Exactly. Regardless. Regardless, I digress. It's just I, I, in terms of the football, I am so excited for Brian Dayball to just have his hands on Shady McCoy and put him in places to, to make plays. I'm mean, so excited for that. I really think he's going to have a solid year. All right, so reel it in real quick. Yeah. This is not question two, but just to come back to my question, yeah. does Shady McCoy play all 16 games from a legal standpoint, not, an not injury. injury? Yes. 
Okay. I'm saying yes right now. Okay. My second question um, is not really related, but I mean, it makes me think of of the running game and with with the retirement of, of Eric Wood, yeah. who is uh, uh, kind of a favorite of yours. Yeah, I got I you that well. picture of him. <laughs> Aaron Williams, who both retired uh, because of injury. Right. <laughs> uh, Richie Incognito's not there. Yeah. I know they traded Glenn, right? Yeah, Cordy, Cordy Glenn. Glenn. So you have a lot of new yes. faces on that line. Yes. I'm not, like we said, we didn't pre-plan this, but we've had these conversations. Right. Earlier in the summer, you were like, not a big deal. Yeah. A few weeks ago, you are like, maybe a big deal. Yeah. Your thoughts now. So, uh, this is interesting because on our schedule, we have the Adams-Buffalo rant in here. So I'm just going to kind of tie this in here and save <laughs> okay. us some time Let's here. Let's go. Because I think this, is, uh, this ties into why my rant was what it was going to be. Okay. So, first of all, a lot of there are a lot of misconceptions always about Buffalo because we're a small market team and the media... Nine of ten times always gets it wrong with us. And I'm not saying that as a homer. I honestly am saying that as just a, a non-biased fan, um, analyst, air quotes, if you will. Sure. You know, I've, I've yeah, watch I a lot of Yeah, I feel like we're, we're able, we're, we're fans, we're but I feel like... We're somewhat of an expert, because we, you know what I mean? But I think we think of it not as a homer In the general the way. But what, what I'm saying is that, you know, people freak out about the Corey Glenn trade. Corey Glenn didn't play a single game last year. Okay. He was injured in the preseason and maybe he made saw the field early on for like a little bit, but he was out pretty much the entire season and our rookie fourth or fifth round pick Deion Dawkins stepped in and was our best by far our best lineman last year okay. at the left tackle position. So, I'm not even worried about the left tackle position. He's book he's bookended there. Okay. Uh, Jordan Mills is a very underrated right tackle, and he was there all year and the year before as well. Um, the guards, I am a little bit worried about. I really am. Uh, Incognito was a big bo- big blow. Uh, Eric Wood leaving is a big blow. But you got guys like Vlad Dukas who were there who were there all last year. So he you know he was a contributor all year. It's not just an unknown, and he played. You know our line wasn't the best, but it wasn't horrible either. It was pretty no, solid. I feel like last year was it was pretty yeah, solid. And then we have the rookie Wyatt Teller, who I'm really big on. He had a great preseason, so I think he'll be a key contributor. Um, and Ryan Groy, this is another one of those things, is Ryan Groy was the center last year when Eric Wood was injured because Eric Wood didn't play half the season, and a lot of people don't know that. So there are a lot of unknowns, and it, the, 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 the totality of the line is going to be new. Like The unit itself is going to be a new unit in terms of there are going to be different pieces moving in and out. But... Uh, this goes into my rant about Buffalo's quarterback yeah. position and Nate Peterman is I I wanted Josh Allen from the day I saw the first highlight of Josh Allen. Yep. I fell in love with his raw arm and him rolling out and throwing off his back foot all the way across the field right into the guy's hand. Like what you watch this guy throw a football, it is it is just like m- music is is incredible. I love it. I get so excited about him throwing a, an out route that's like five yards and it's just there in point three. It's incredible. But am I get, I'm getting emotional about Josh Allen. <laughs> but anyway, regardless, I, I've been on Josh Allen the whole time. And when they picked him, I, I wavered a little bit on draft night because I was so nervous. I was like, maybe they take Rosen. Maybe that's okay. I don't know. Um, but when they took Allen, I was so hyped. And I've want and I, I I've been on the start Josh Allen train all preseason. Yep. Until the end when they named Peterman the starter. And I took a, a moment took a step away from my fandom, and I looked at it. Here's some stats that you might like about Nate Peterman. 80% completion percentage in the preseason. I I don't know if it's... I think it's 53 or 56. I couldn't find the total. But 
he had three. I know he had three incomplete passes, and one of them was a tip interception that Chris Ivory should have caught okay. on a wheel on a not a wheel route, but a, on the in cut route out of the backfield. Um, and he scored a touchdown in every single game with every single unit. That's another thing. Okay. So he started with the ones week one through a touchdown to Benjamin. He started with the twos in week two through a touchdown. And then he started with the threes in week three and threw a touchdown. So he played with every single offensive unit they had and consistently completed 80% of his passes and scored on every drive that he had with every unit. So the the dude, the, the three best things about Nate Peterman are his accuracy, his intelligence, and his football, his football IQ, um, and his quick release. Okay. And that goes from the question about the offensive line. If our offensive line is going to be shaky, we want a guy who's going to know where it's going to go and get it there quick. Yeah. And that's why I really think the Bills are going to be way better than people think they're going to be is Peterman's going to see that guy and go there right away. Even if it's a four or five yard completion, it's going to get there and the the ball's going to move, you know, whereas Allen may hold it on for too long looking for that home run. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to take up too much time. No, but, it's okay. We're but I think that kind of... Gets the answer, so I'm I'm excited about the Bills. Yeah, as uh, I always am. <laughs> you know, I I agree with you. I mean, yeah. I have not been on the Josh Allen no, train, no, I know. Uh, which I think <laughs> we can we can delve into that more uh, in the future since he's not starting. Which I'm, I'm sure we'll. I'm very glad sure we'll talk about. about him. <laughs> That's why I thought AJ was going to be the guy. I thought yeah. AJ was going to be really good at getting it out quickly, uh, being short, accurate, mm-hmm. passing. Uh, like Flip for a fifth round pick. I mean, it's it's not as great as uh, as the Teddy trade, which uh, we're definitely have to get into. Oh, we'll get into that in the future, but um, but, but yeah, definitely some some good good GMing there. Yeah, yeah, for a fifth round pick, and a, a Bills fan tweeted that day, I wouldn't trade AJ. I wouldn't trade for AJ Karen with a fifth of Jim Bean, let alone a fifth round pick. I thought that was funny, but Bean's incredible. I love Brandon Bean. So just to uh, talk. A few more minutes about about your Buffalo thoughts. So, obviously, if you're not, I don't even know. I'm sure there probably are some Buffalo fans who are still like, "What, Nate yeah. Peterman? No, yeah. yeah, because he's so obviously well known for his five, five interception, interception game the against, half. yeah, against uh, uh, the Chargers last yeah, the year. Chargers. Uh, I almost said. San Diego. <laughs> Ten push-ups. <laughs> um, but, so, in that game, though, he didn't have a whole lot of short passes, which is what we're talking about yeah. could be his real strength. He put the ball down the field yeah. a lot, which led to those those interceptions. So, what do you, do you think they're going to kind of reel in the offense? What, Ironic, do, you, what do you think ironically, is going to happen Ironically enough, out of all the three quarterbacks in the preseason, um, and I know, that, I know how you feel about the preseason, but when it's the only thing you kind of have to yeah, go off yeah. of, but so he averaged over ten yards per pass, and Allen averaged five, and McCarron ad- averaged three. Okay. So we're talking about him, you know what I mean? But Peterman put it down the field, and he put it down there quick. Right. So, so but I, but I'm, uh, the biggest the biggest thing about that is that Rick Dennison's not the offensive coordinator, and I I can't think that can't I I, can't, I don't that can't be said enough. Okay. Is that Brian Dable is super smart. He won. Uh, he won the Super Bowl with New England, and then turned around and won a national title with Alabama. The dude's good. He's smart. Okay. He works with what he has, and I really believe in that. Um, Nate Peterman is not who he was in in that game. And what's what's funny is that people are like, 
he's going to have his second NFL start, and that's incorrect. First of all, it'll be his third start because he started in the in the in the snowy game with the Colts. People forget about that. Okay, and led us on a touchdown drive in the one of the biggest blizzards in NFL, in not NFL but like in Buffalo history. It was huge. Yeah, people were snowed in for days, and they played that game and yeah. Calvin that's, Benjamin back shoulder touchdown. So. It was yeah, wow. Um, so I really it'll be his third start, but. It could potentially be the first time he plays a full game. Okay. Because he never played. He's never played a full game either. So, I'm I'm all on the Peterman hype train. I really am. Yeah. So just as somebody who, who didn't watch uh, Buffalo preseason games, like you don't think, we talked about like the quick release, getting it out, offensive line, but that's not. I think that'll be the a offense part. isn't necessarily dink and dunk. No, it won't be. I really don't think it will be because we have. Uh, he, there are a lot of plays where Peterman would roll out with in, quicker than I thought he would be on his feet, to be okay. honest. Um, and he hit he hit Bellinger down the field. I, I don't think there will be any home run balls necessarily, but there will be a lot of there will be a lot of sharp completions. But I really think they're going to live in the intermediate routes, the ten to fifteen yards right across the sticks, over the middle to Clay on the outside to uh, Benjamin, okay. you know, and then, you know, your dump offs with McCoy, but I really, I really think it's going to be an efficient offense. Okay. It may not be sexy or exciting, but it'll be very efficient. I dig that. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to go to a segment that a returning uh, segment. dates back to our, our original, our That's original funny. show. That's funny. So. The, the, we've done new segments all the way up until now, but this is our first repeat segment from our original show. And that is uh pal's picks. Pal's picks. Again, kind of as as you, our audience, are getting to know us. Uh, Adam and I have never been bros. We've been pals. We've been pals. <laughs> so uh, pals picks. We are each going to present each other with three different games from this a uh, week's slate, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna track it and we're gonna give a trophy. At the and end I'm of gonna you. win. <laughs> I will win. He probably will. So <laughs> I pick I pick games with my heart too much than my mind. But anyway, so each week we're gonna do three random games that we pick we pick for. Our pal. So, the three games that I'm going to give to you, we're, we'll go one by one. Okay. So, do you want to do scores or do you just want to do... Uh, no. Okay. So, we're going to go, and we won't talk too much about them, just like a quick blur. Quick little, why. yeah. But the first game is uh, Bengals-Colts. I believe Bengals are the home team. Bengals are the home team. Yes. Uh, I'm going Colts with that game. Ooh, okay. Going Colts with that okay. game. Andrew Luck is back. Okay, you believe that? I believe uh, in luck we trust. I remember we made a bet once, and I think that was like the start of our betting thing. No, it? the bet started you betting I couldn't do 10 pull-ups. Yeah. Uh, it, but regardless, it, it was one of our things. Hate my words on that one, ladies. Yes. <laughs> I'm stronger than I appear. <laughs> regardless, uh, luck is back. Uh, I love what they have done to that offensive line. They yeah. know they needed to protect luck, who is obviously their asset. It's their guy. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I know the running game is going to be a little iffy, but I mean, I believe in those weapons. Uh, it was, it was the mm-hmm. Bengals game and granted this, uh, was Jacoby Brissett. It was the Bengals mm-hmm. game that Jack Doyle went crazy and caught like 15 passes. I don't it's, know the yards. It's in Indy, by the way. I oh, I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. It's I apologize about that. Well, even more yeah. reason for me to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I liked the addition of your Ebron. Okay. And I, I like, this is maybe not a super popular opinion, uh, but I like the hiring of Reich over McDaniels. I do. 
Ooh, okay. That's something we can talk about. I love Frank Reich, but I, that's something that we can yeah. have a greater conversation. Yeah, that absolutely. was a huge off-season we'll put a pin thing. In that one too. It was a huge off-season yeah, thing about it really morals, things that we I think we could just go. Really we could go on for that. We could talk about, about that another week. Yeah. Regardless, uh, oh, from his time in Philly, he uses his tight ends well. Yeah, I think absolutely. Love's gonna or Lex's gonna le- love it. I, I'm picking the Colts. Uh, just quick, do you think it's a a big win or a close win? I think it will. It's not a big win. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is Luck's first time back right. on the football field in quite some time in a real meaningful game. Going to have some. I, I do believe that. Okay. And right. I'm, not, I'm not sleeping on the Bengals. I'm, I'm but, actually high on the Bengals this year. So, we well, I know you love Andy Dalton. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Second one uh, Texans at Patriots. Oh, as much as I want to go Houston, um, I mean, I, I'm super high on Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I think the returning defensive pieces are amazing. Yeah. But it's just so hard to bet against Tom Brady at home. At home, yeah. And he's, like, working with a wide receiver who worked at Tops last week. But it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't the official, matter. The, the official supermarket of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> right? So, but that's such a Billichek thing to do. Yeah. He's going to get the Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's what they do. Brandon, so, Riley, Brandon Riley tried out for the Patriots this week and pissed. Anyway, unfortunately, like I said, uh, <laughs> it's it's so hard to bet against Tom Brady. And it's interesting because, I mean, like I feel like the beginning of the season is the time to do it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. New England at home, I think they're going to come out. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be great, I think. Okay. I have high expectations, but yeah. I'm going to take New England. All right. Okay. Uh, last one is 49ers at Minnesota. All right, so... Big game. Big game. It should be exciting, I hope. Although I feel like this could be a letdown game. Do you? I do. Okay. All right, so Jimmy G has not lost a start he in his not. professional football career. He mm-hmm. loses... 5-0. and oh. He loses this week okay. against, against the Vikings. At home, it's a tough, tough start. Uh, it's going to be a head. super tough start. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be really excited. And this, I think, will be a better topic mm-hmm. next week after he loses. Yeah. Uh, how he deals with that, because it just hasn't been something he's experienced. Yeah. So, uh, won't go too far into it. Obviously, the big season ticket acquisition of yeah. Kirk Cousins. That's what they... That's what they got him for to win those games. So, mm-hmm. I think I go with the home team there. Okay, all right. So, so I went with the home team in all three games. So jo- I was gonna say to recap, Josh went with the home, te- home team. He went Colts over Bengals, Pats over Texans, and Vikes over the Niners. So we'll track that. Then when he goes zero three, we'll... <laughs> probably <laughs> we'll see. All right. So my pals picks for you, my friend. Uh, we're gonna start uh, with Jags at. New York Giants. So this is a super interesting game. It really is. It'll be a lot of fun to watch OBJ and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, It really will. And we hope to, maybe maybe not in this episode, but the next episode, if not this one, get into Jalen Ramsey's offseason comments. But that that should be huge. That'll be a fun battle to watch. It will. But uh, I'm going Giants on this one. Okay. I, I am really feeling that the Jags are going to take a step back this year. Step back offensively? Yes. Because, I or think, I think offensively, and I think I offensively, and I think that's what's going to do this team in this year. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Okay. Um, I think that Blake Bortles is a fraud. And I, I know that it sounds mean, and I'm not that mean of a person. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I I don't believe in Blake Bortles. I know people are be like, "Oh, well, he proved it in the in the postseason," and I don't really think he kinda did. In some ways, he hit some sorta. You know, kind of. You know, they they were Fournette, 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 
And when he had open receivers, he had open receivers. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And they made plays. So I, I really, I don't believe that much in Blake Bortles at all. Uh, I think that he's going to take another step back this year. I think that he won't be the quarterback next year. I know these are big things, but yeah. we're going to get into. But I really think the Giants are going to win. Um, and I think that it'll be close into the fourth quarter. And then I think Saquon, like he always did at PSU, will have worn that team down. And he's just going to take over in the fourth quarter, and they're going to win by a couple of scores, I think. All right. So, Giants nice. at home. Giants at home. These next two games, I was ex- I feel like these are just Adam Rossi <laughs> games where they're, like, they're not like the games people are really talking about. But yeah, I get excited about these ones. You're right. So, uh, how about Redskins traveling out to the Arizona Cardinals? So, this is these are two very interesting teams that I'm not too sh- – I don't have a handle on them, but I'm big on, the, on, on both quarterbacks – but I, I don't think either team is going to be incredible this year. Okay. I really don't. But I'm going to go with the... Ironically, I'm going to go with the home team on this one, too. Okay. I, I'm big on Sam Bradford. I when It's always... The thing is always with Sam Bradford is obviously if he's healthy and yeah. when he's healthy. But truly, when Sam Bradford's health, Bradford excuse me is healthy, he's been a top quarterback in this league. He completes passes. He scores touchdowns. He doesn't turn the ball over that much. He's a good, good NFL quarterback, and I believe this might this will be a year where he puts together. I think he'll put together double digit starts this year. Okay, I, I really do think he will. I think he'll have a good season. David Johnson's back. Uh, we're both big on DJ this year. Yes, He's your fantasy guy. Um, Three years in a row. But uh, consistency—that's what you're about. Um, but so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm rolling with the cards in that one. All right. Here we go. Um, are you going to buck the trend with our home team picks here? Because we'll we are see. going we'll uh, with Chiefs traveling out to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. I, I actually am not going to buck the trend. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm really high on the Chargers, and I'm really low on the Chiefs. I, I Maybe Pat Mahomes is the truth for Kansas City, but I don't think the truth will set in this year. Okay, I, I think that they're going to struggle. I think that he's going to hit some home run balls and make you go, what the heck was that? Yeah. And I think that he's going to make some dumb throws that you're like, what the heck was that? Okay. So I, I like I, that. I'm not, I'm not big on them. And I know they have all these weapons, but I think their defense has got really hit this year, you know, losing Marcus Peters. And I, I really think that I, didn't they lose, uh, uh, they lost Derek Johnson, a veteran linebacker. That's yeah. been big for them. So I really think defense takes a step back and, not so much to... And even, sorry to interrupt, but even speaking yeah. this week, I'm not totally positive that Eric Berry is going to be suiting up neither to play. I. So. I, 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 neither am I. But I honestly, I just... Not so much to take a step back, but it'll just be so less consistent than it always was with Alex Smith. You okay. Know? So, yeah. So I'm not big on them, and I'm big on the Chargers. So yeah, we're all rolling with the home team. There we go. All this right. Week. <laughs> I feel like we have a possibility. Uh, I think I would... We don't have to go super into this. Do you? How many of my games do you disagree with? Uh, I do think the Bengals will win against the Colts. Not I. I don't. Even if Andrew Luck stays healthy, I don't think that they have the team around him to be good this year. Okay. I really don't. So I. I. I, I am high on the Bengals and Andy Dalton. I think that they're going to have a, a big season where people are thinking that Marvin Lewis is on his way out. Okay. So I would say Bengals. That's the one you disagree with me. And I, even though even though I want the Texans to win, I do agree with. And actually, right. I no, I disagree on two of them because I think oh, the you're, not, you're shaking I think Jimmy the Niners, G. I this is another interesting thing that we're actually going to get to this shortly here. I think 
But I'm big on the 49ers. I have the 49ers winning. All right. Uh, I only disagree. I'm I'm going with a Redskins win. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah They're I an do. interesting team. They really they are. are. It's going to be interesting. And I love I'm excited Alex to see. I think, you know, we got a we got an Adrian Peterson revenge game going you know, on. I almost forgot. I almost forgot for a second that he's there. But so, AP, man. Alex Smith, you know, I think uh, Jordan Reed's. As healthy as he's gonna be Big all year, too. so an uh, interesting team it's gonna really be are. it's gonna be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about uh, that was pals picks. Yeah, now we're gonna go with our our kind of time capsule kind of bold prediction thing that we'll review at the end of the year. Do yeah, you know? we're gonna go we'll see. Either how, we're geniuses or we're idiots. I, don't I mean, there's an in between. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Would you? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I talked about my picks last. You know. Okay. Uh, so my bold prediction, and this is something that I said to you a few months ago, uh, to a good friend of ours getting very worked up over it, (laughs) disagreeing with me. I think the Rams are about to take a big step back. I don't Mm -hmm. think super teams work. I agree. Uh, so to add so much amazing talent to a team where last year the Rams weren't anything. They And, like, I remember some people refuted me. They were like, you didn't think Jared Goff and Todd Gurley, they weren't nothing? I was like, well, they weren't. They were, I mean, Todd Gurley maybe, but Jared Goff definitely was Well, I mean, but think about it. I mean, Todd Gurley was coming off a huge disappointment year. I mean, like, he performed well, but, I mean, from what people expected coming off his rookie year, huge disappointment. People were already writing off Goff. Mm -hmm. I I will preface this by saying I think McVay is an awesome coach. I think he was so intelligent in bringing in Wade Phillips, somebody who had so much experience compared to his Mm -hmm. very little experience. I think that was brilliant. Um, But it's truly, I just think there's just super teams don't work. So coach of the year, NFL defensive player of the year, NFL offensive player of the year, and they take... I think I, I don't I think they will not make the playoffs. Okay. That's my that's, that's my a, bold prediction. Lock that in the time cap. There we go. <laughs> They're gonna go sixteen and zero. Ironically, ironically, and, yeah. <laughs> ironically, I almost would not have that thought had they not added all the things that they did this year. I in agree. a weird way. No, but I agree. Because what they had last year was so like they clicked. You know, it wasn't like they definitely had so much talent, and they still do. But it was just like they all got it, and they were so together. Yeah. And you add guys like Marcus Peters and uh, Indomitian Sue yep. and Akeem Talib, guys who are not known for being it's team gonna players. Play. It's going to be know? interesting. It, it, and maybe maybe McVay pulls it off, but I'm with you on this one. I just I don't know if that chemistry works, and it's something people talk about all the time with teams, and. I think it's so underrated. People don't realize. Look at but the it's bu- vital. Look at the bu- Buffalo Bills and look at uh, like yeah, it's my team. But look at all their major stats. They were in the bottom of the league in a lot of major stats last year, and we still made the playoffs because we had continuity and our team played together. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think that McVay did that with his team last year, and I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, the, I'm with you on this. The one. last thing I'll, I'll say about it is not kind of kind of backtracking what I said, but like. The Rams weren't a team last year that teams were circling. It's true. They weren't. They, now they're a target. They're the, Especially I was just say. after all the, like... You're right. The thing, I mean, <laughs> think about it. I And I still think for all, like, the defense doesn't... Nothing about me... Nothing about the team worries me. Obviously, they're extremely talented. They got more talented, but... The game against the Falcons in the playoffs, that team did not live up to what they expected. Yeah. And they so, kind of they made it a game near the end, and they almost 
got back into it, but they did. They, you're right. They did. So and now I think teams are gonna be like, we're going out to Los Angeles. Right. We need to bring our A game. Yeah. This is a team. Let's go punch them in the mouth. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, it's gonna be real yeah. interesting and fun. We'll to watch. bring back this clip back at the end of the year. We'll see what happens. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, my bold prediction is in the same division, which is this is such an interesting division. It it's is. a really tough division, I think, too. But um, I before you go into this, yeah, I want to say. Kind of backtracking the entire beginning, not the beginning of the show, but our thing about kind of any given Sunday and why football is so exciting. Says a few years ago, yeah. this division was nothing at all. It was <laughs> like ah, uh, the West. It was like oh, Seattle's gonna win it again. <laughs> but even I mean before that, remember like before Russell got there, the Seahawks weren't anything weren't either. Anything to wasn't that that was like, that was the first? Wasn't that was the first time they were seven and nine? Yeah, seven with nine Matt Hasselbeck, that was the Marshawn Lynch run against the defending champion Saints. Yeah, in Seattle, it was the first time a. Uh, a sub 500 team won their division. Right. Because so, I remember that. That was Sam Bradford's rookie year. That's so the, cool. About, it, yeah. That's just one of the cool things about football. Yeah, it's great. Because a lot of people were mad about that, and then it turned out to be a really great game that everybody will remember. That's which I is mean, awesome. I don't want to say that made Marshawn Lynch, but I mean, like, Beast. That beast made him a name. Beast it certainly mode. made him a household name. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so my big prediction is I. I tried to temper this for so long. I really did, but I'm all aboard the Jimmy G hype train. I all right. Really I, I for so long I was with you and I was like, okay, let's let's hold the horses a little bit. Okay, he really took the lead by storm. Nobody really, you know what I mean. But dude showed up and you know, it was only two games in, in New England. But dude showed up in two games in New England. And everybody cried. System quarterback, and then dude showed up all five games that he started last year with guys that you don't really know. And so I mean, who knows. Who other than people that really pay attention to either fantasy football or football know who George Kittle is? Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even Marquise Goodwin to an extent. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not yeah. a household name. So like he took all these guys and he won five games in a row and he beat the Jags and he beat the Titans. Like these are these were big teams last year, teams that won playoff games yeah. last year. So I mean it wasn't like he was beating scrubs five weeks in a row. Sure. But I just you know, Kyle Shanahan, I think, is one of those genius coordinators who just gets football and gets innovation. And, you know, he took Matt Ryan and that team to an MVP season all the way through the Super Bowl, and he was that close to winning it in the end. And then, he, you know, he didn't have the pieces his first season in San Francisco, and that's okay. But I think Jimmy G drives that engine, and I think, you know, it's unfortunate that McKinnon got injured. It really is, because I was huge on McKinnon. Yeah. But I'm... Um, but Matt Breda and Alfred Mortis, Morris are two good guys. Morris had his best year under Shannon. Morris had his best, Washington. exactly. And then he also, and then Matt Breda is a guy that you guys don't know right now, but you're gonna know him very soon. And my fantasy, he's in a lot of fantasy. Out. He's in a lot of fantasy leagues. I think I in my cousin's league. If you guys are listening, they they know. You guys know. <laughs> I dropped him, and I think in the sixth or seventh round, and uh, at NFL.com cried it was my by far my worst pick. They were like, why did you reach on a guy who was when I was like, I'm telling you, Matt, Matt Breda catches out of the backfield. Yeah. T- you know, big plays, he's quick. Yeah. But I just Jimmy G's gonna spread it around. Marquise Goodwin, Pierre Garcon, George Kittle. Like again, guys that you aren't really huge, but they're gonna make catches, they're gonna make plays. And I just I'm so on them. And their defense is underrated too. They've got a young, hungry defensive line with you know DeForest Buckner's there. Uh, who's the who's the guy that he just drafted? Solomon Thomas. Yep. Uh, Richard Sherman, and who people trade. decided to forget about Richard Sherman going there. So I mean, they got it. They have a solid squad, and I believe in in Shanahan. I think that they're gonna uh, win their division. I think that they're gonna be a one or two seed. 
Okay. Uh, that my bold prediction is they're going to be. I, I have them as the two seed because I think the pack, so they'll they'll have a bye week. Yeah, I think the pack is going to be the one seed, but I really think the Niners are about to be the number two seed in the in the. So when the division is like the one tier of the bold prediction, so if I get that right, I'm still going to brag about it. But the big one is that I think they're going to be huge. They'll earn a bye week. A bye week. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we time capsule those, and we'll open that up, and probably around the playoffs. That's when we'll know our <laughs> we'll, two we'll predictions. S- we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. I think we're gonna get ready to wrap it up here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I know one thing that we. And I think even talking about it next on our next episode will will be good. Yeah. Because uh, I want to talk about the Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Off season comments, and I think it'll be really interesting to talk about it after we see the OBJ. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, uh, kind of face off because I mean OBJ has his baggage of his mm-hmm. own. Something to look forward for next week. Yeah, so uh, that's something to look forward to. Uh, so our our last uh, segment. This is a fun segment that we're gonna do. This is this comes from just so you guys know we're not stealing. This isn't copyright theft. <laughs> so one of my new favorite shows in the morning is Get Up. I watch it every morning before I go to work. Um, and uh, they do a segment where at the end of the and at the end of the episode they always go at this time tomorrow or at this time on Monday when they do it on Friday and then they they make a prediction and, and they say it as if it's a fact in the future so we we kind of want to do excuse me a thing where you know sometimes it's funny sometimes it's not but um, we want to do a thing where each week at the end of the episode one of us will leave the room and the other will make their prediction for next week not having heard the other and at the start of the next episode, we'll, take we'll a play it for each other and we'll see what happened. <laughs> I think when we talked about it, you said, Drew Brees throws six picks and then he throws yeah. six touchdowns. And you're like, well, we're idiots. <laughs> so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So who's going to go first? Uh, I'll let you go first. I'll leave okay. the room. Cool. I'm just going to write down the timestamp so we can know oh, so whereabouts of where it's at. We'll say 113. Okay. All right, so I'm going to... I'm really excited for the day that we listen to it and we realize that we said the same thing. <laughs> so I'm go, my ears. It's possible that that could happen. I'm going to count to like 10. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not 10. So guys, now that Josh is here, I can tell you about how much I hate him. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, so Josh is gone. It's just us now. Uh, by the way, I do love Josh. He's my best friend. I hope that makes him cry. Anyway, so my... Uh, Sort of, it's not a time capsule, but uh, uh, my prediction for this week revolves around my team. And we talked about our teams a lot this week, but that's kind of a theme, I guess. So my big prediction this week is that Nate Peterman, Mr. Five Interceptions in One Half, is going to throw three touchdown passes against that vaunted Ravens secondary and defense. Three touchdowns en route to a route in Baltimore. Week one, Nate Peterman. Remember, I said this: three touchdowns in a route against the Baltimore Ravens. All right, we're gonna call Josh back in here. All right, Mister Lapay. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, we need to. So we called, a... we called Josh back in here. I didn't yeah, know. I had to figure out a way to like make sure. We Again, this is the first episode, everybody, go. so it's a little bit rough, but we'll get better <laughs> at it as we go. So that was my prediction. All right. Uh, we can you can mark the timestamp. Perfect. For, for okay. your one, but here I'm we gonna go. walk out, and Josh is gonna do his. Plug your ears. All right, everyone. It's just me in the room now. Um, so my uh, prediction or my my future thing is going to uh, the New Orleans-Tampa game 
it is a game that everyone is is writing Tampa off. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to win. I, I fully believe New Orleans wins the game. But uh, rookie sensation Alvin Kamara, who obviously Mark Ingram is suspended, I say Alvin Kamara has under 75 total yards. Uh, I think the Bucks will contain him. They will. New Orleans will not win based on the production of Alvin Kamara. So 75 total yards, and he will not score more than one touchdown in the game. That is my uh, prediction. You heard it here first, so we'll see uh, what happens on Sunday. And we'll invite Adam back in to wrap up the show. All right, pal. All right. All right, so yes, we will uh, figure out a, another method to uh, get that done. But uh, yeah, everybody, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to our first episode. It Absolutely. felt great to be doing this. It really again. did. And I, just so you all know, we, we have this paper that we read everything out. This was kind of like impromptu because we didn't know when we were going to be able to do it. But we wanted it before week one. And, you know, once we got past the introduction there, I think it really flowed really, really nicely. I think yeah. we went all the way through. I don't think we made many cuts. If we any. didn't stop at all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, oh, by the way, uh, just throwing this out there, uh, we don't have a name for that segment. I'm, I'm, I called it uh, Friends Fortunes. I couldn't remember what, it, what we called it. I, was I don't think Adam you, likes but... <laughs> it. So if anyone listening has a great Any idea about yeah. the name for that, because that's one that we're going to do regularly, you yeah. uh, let us know. We're going to hopefully uh, work on getting some social media things yeah. for this. Yeah, we still have our Twitter account. I'll see if I can revive it. That's awesome. Follow it. Uh, but... Uh, also, let us know if you want to be part of the show. I know we have some friends. Yeah. Uh, I have some friends in Pittsburgh um, who, they're your friends too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've been in the fantasy football league for three years now, you know? Um, but uh, I know we have some friends who are going to call. We have a Texans fan who, who's going to call in and talk about the Texans. Uh, we have a Pats fan, so maybe they can call in next week and they can talk about the, the game, how that went. Yeah. Um, we also have a Cowboys fan who's going to be on the show. So if you want to be part of the show, let us know. We'll... We'll find a way to get you get you hooked up in here and, and talking to us about, about football. There we go. It'll be fun. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah. Make sure uh, you're liking whatever social media we do create at some point. Yeah, uh, is... Listen to our different and look for our different ways of, of getting this show out there. This has been Simultaneous Catch. Until next week. God bless, everybody.